Hi, Gregory. Hi, Thomas. How are you? You were asking people, what is your opinion of the actor Nicholas Cage? C-A-G-E-F-I-G-A. Don't be looking at her too hard now. This is a very different and weird question. Oh my God. I really like how he doesn't seem to give a fuck what anyone thinks about him. This is Cage Fight. And I think that's kind of badass. Welcome to Cage Fight. I'm gonna drink me a beer. Hello. What what time is it? It's about 11 a.m. It's the I believe the 26th of February 2024. It's time for season two, episode two of Cage Fight, or just Cage Fight, episode 33. Yeah, we're all about the numbers this time. Maybe season one was a bit sloppy and we couldn't really remember what episode number it was, but this time it's different. It's more number based. Yeah. I've been doing Duolingo math for the last couple of months. I'm all <laughs> about numbers, baby. And you guys should be worried because when we're on our shit, it's fucking over for the rest of you Nicolas Cage podcasts. Exactly, you idiots. I mean, we don't even need to turn to Cameo to get really, really low-grade celebrities to do... What? Yeah. I mean, We're we, this good, yeah. and we haven't even been trying. And now? Now we're trying. Yeah, now we're trying. Fun. Yeah. Season two is all about trying, baby. And my name's Gregory Aikman, uh, just, just in case you were curious as to who was that. And I'm with, as always... Thomas Beeman. Yeah. In, you know. Yeah. Everyone knows. Exactly. We're going to do so much shit this time. I mean, most of it will be watching Nicolas Cage. Oh, shit. Do you know what we didn't do last time, Thomas? In the in the first episode of season two, we didn't tell people what it was we actually do. We were a bit rusty because oh. it's at this stage of the introduction that I will typically go, yes, it's good to see you, Tom. It's good that we're both here. But what are we here for? What do we do, Thomas? Explain to the people. Well, here at the Cage Fight Podcast, not mm. only do we immediately shove our feet in our mouths talking about how professional we're going to be this time around, <laughs> it, or, having already fucked up something, uh, we also watch two Nicolas Cage movies. Greg watches one, I watch the other one, and then we compare them to determine which one is the obvious, optimal, uh, better movie. Unarguable, after this podcast, which one of these two are better, and that will go on to face all the other Nicolas Cage movies until we find the best Nicolas Cage movie! Yes, which you believe you've already found, but we'll see whether it holds up uh, for this entire thing. We have to apply it to the scientific method first, but I I have a feeling. Now, what films are we doing today? I watched Fast Times at Ridgemont High. What did you watch? I watched... I watched (laughs) G-Force. I uh, I watched his. Uh, it yeah. might be a little much. I I paid attention. No, that's too much. I uh, was... absorbed osmosisly. <laughs> yeah, uh, G Force the movie. Okay. Uh, do you want to start with Fast Times or G Force? What do you reckon? What do you? You what know are you what? Feeling? Let's do. Let's do Fast Times. I want to hear about Fast Times. Let's go. Fast Times at Ridgemount High, I'll tell you a little bit about the film, and then I'll focus on Nicolas Cage. But Fast Times at Ridgemount High, if you cast in your mind, can you think of the movie Porky's? I think so, yeah. Or can you think of the movie American Pie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
Can you think of the movie Dazed and Confused? I've never seen it. This is it, Fast Times at Richmond High is very much like that. Porky's was um, in the eighties, I believe. That was like eighties version of American Pie. So it's a high school comedy that mm. is uh, very crude, very sexist, and very silly. Hasn't really aged well, but is all about sex obsessed teenage boys. American Pie, very much the same. I haven't watched it in years. I wouldn't be surprised if it hasn't aged very well. Mm-hmm. But and Dazed and Confused is a high school drama but by Richard Linklater and it's a little bit, it's where uh, Matthew McConaughey first did his alright, alright, alright thing <laughs> Right, yeah And um, It's it's an enjoyable film but it's a slacker film about pretty much nothing happening. Fast Times at Richmond High is very much sitting in between Porky's American Pie and Dazed and Confused Make no mistake, the star of this film is Judge Reinhold. Judge <laughs> okay. Basically, we follow two main storylines in this, and it's teenagers at high school doing their best. Judge Reinhold has left high school, and he's doing shitty little jobs. He gets fired from one, so he goes to another one, and he's just trying to make the best of himself, and he's trying to get himself a relationship with a a girl, which succeeds to varying degrees. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile... There's another high school kid who's like the cool, long-haired, eye-scalp tickets and that. And he just tries to get with girls all the time and succeeds for the most part. His best friend is a nerdy guy who really fancies a girl and ends up with her. It's that. It's teenagers getting Mm. into relationships and getting jobs and stuff like that. Not a lot happens, but for small moments, huge amounts happen. The ticket scalper ends up accidentally having sex with the girl his best nerdy friend has a crush on. She immediately gets pregnant, uh, so Mm. she goes for an abortion that he promises he'll take her to and pay for, but he doesn't, so everyone turns on him because he's a little douche. So Judge Reinhold gets fired from his job because he calls a customer an asshole. And uh, Sean Penn's in it, and uh, Sean Penn's a stoner at school who just carries on being a stoner throughout all, doesn't really have any epiphany, just keeps on being like a, all right, cool, sort of like stoner surfer kind of dude. That's the film, right? There's not really a plot. There's three or four separate plots. The only thing linking them is all of these kids go to Ridgemount High. That's it. Okay? Okay, cool. Um, sort of like a almost a Canterbury Tale of high school. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly the Canterbury Tales of high school. Forrest Whitaker's <laughs> in it though, which is quite <gasps> nice. I love Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker is definitely in it, which is amazing. He's um, dog the samurai. Is he? Oh, of course he is. I haven't watched Doctor. No. I haven't watched that in ages. Um, I have, it's been a long time for me too. But now, this is the first film on any list of Nicolas Cage films, okay? This was mm-hmm. his introduction. Yep. This was so early that he's not called Nicolas Cage at this point. He's called Nicholas Coppola still, okay? And in the credits, his character is called Brad's Bud, okay? Because he is the friend of Brad who is Judge Reinhold. <gasps> gotcha. He okay. does not have a named character. Crazy. Nicolas Cage, or Nicholas Coppola, is... Uh, enters the film 47 minutes into it and he's in the film <laughs> for 5 seconds. Oh. I'm Okay. 
Now, this film was thrown into the list of all of the Nicolas Cage films because it's, you know, we, we copied his filmography from Wikipedia and that and then mm-hmm. divvy them mm-hmm. out between the two of us and that. This counts as a film he's in. He's in it for five seconds. He what? doesn't have a named part. His character isn't important. In the mm. fast food restaurant at one point, he just goes, <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's his line okay. in the film okay okay right oh and also a line from this film which i think this implies that this is where the word wuss came from because it said you're a wuss what did you call me a wuss part wimp part pussy right so oh, i think the word wuss comes from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which means, as this was released in 1982, the word wuss is as old as me, which I just quite enjoy. And there's a lady in it who is played by the inimitable Phoebe Cates from mm. Gremlins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And as you'd expect... Pretty cool. ...from a film, uh, a high school sort of sleazy comedy from the 80s... There's uh, a little bit of nudity in it. And by nudity, obviously, I mean ladies being nude. There's no yeah. male nudity, obviously. That's disgusting. No. We don't want that in our that would be. That would be... <laughs> well, that would that be would very... Be wrong. Yeah, it'd be wrong. It'd be dismissive. Like, so, oh, oh I, I, I tell a lie. It's not 47 minutes in. Uh, 29 minutes and 36 seconds, we see Nicolas Cage cracking an egg in the fast food place and go, huh. At 47 minutes, we see Nicolas Cage in a crowd for about a further two seconds. Collectively, Uh. five seconds in the film. Now, here's the thing, Thomas. This film is just a film. It's it's trash. It's rubbish. It's it's a waste of time. But it's fun for some people. Uh, It's based on a book, though. Um, (laughs) So I'd quite like to read that to see what's going on. The question is, before we learn about G-Force, and G-Force may be the best thing that's ever happened, it may be the worst thing that's ever happened, does this film count? Fast Times at Richmond High has Nicolas Cage. Yeah. It's important because I think it's... It's one of the few films, it might be the only one, I can't remember, but where he's credited as Nicholas Coppola. He hasn't yet changed his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he, but he's not really in it. He's in it for five seconds. He doesn't have a name. Yeah. He doesn't have a speaking role. He doesn't really have lines. He doesn't really. do anything. He's If he wasn't in this film, the film would be identical. There's nothing that would be better or worse without him in it. Okay. Just this is this is how I'd like to proceed. Yeah, I think we'll we should go over G Force. Okay, and then we'll make a decision. How how's that sound? I mean, it it sounds fine. I mean, worst case scenario, if this film doesn't count, it just means it's G Force would win through disqualification. Yeah, <laughs> which would be and really exciting. Um, <laughs> but here's a film I didn't know this would exist, but a film exists in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which stars Nicolas Cage and Judge Reinhold. And Judge Reinhold is the big name in the film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fresh from Beverly Hills Cop, he's there. Yep. Being, what happened to Judge Reinhold? Why is he not still know. famous? He should. I don't know. But there's there's nothing to say about the film because the. F- it's kind of like Rick Moranis. It's just like he just. But then with Rick Moranis, he kind of chose that, didn't he? He chose to yeah. retire. Judge Reinhold. Uh, hopefully, there's a podcast somewhere where called um, I don't know, Judge and Jury, 
where they're going through every single Judge Reinhold film and finding out what is the definitive best one. Uh, I think we should quickly run off and talk about G-Force, and then after we've talked about G-Force, we should have a long and detailed conversation about what does and doesn't count as a Cage film. I think yeah. I think this episode's going to be quite interesting in that way. So learn me G-Force. Let's hear all about G-Force. Back in 2009, okay. a movie released made by Disney. Right. In this movie, they got the voice work of Nicolas Cage, Sam Rockwell, John Favreau, uh-huh. Penelope Cruz, Steve Buscemi, and Tracy Morgan. Wow. Also, Hoyt Eatman 4, but we don't really know who that guy is. No, no idea. You would think, oh, like, this is going to be such a great film, right? It's all these actors, this star-studded cast. Mm. They're going to be in a Disney film. It's going to be amazing. They released G-Force, which is a movie <laughs> about guinea pigs yeah, great. that are spies. Wow. Okay. Oh, oh, guinea pig force. Gotcha. With it. With it. Yes. Guinea pig force. Nice. And that kind of humor uh, is what you can expect in this film because it's absolutely chocked full of it. Nice. Sam Rockwell plays the lead. He is uh, of Darwin. Nicholas Cage, actually, he plays a mole called Spectacles. Great name um, for a mole. He's sort of the, the, the tech guy. Hmm. And then we have, like, uh, support characters of Bucky Blaster and Juarez mm-hmm. and Hurley, sorry. The whole premise of the movie is that Zach, Galif- Zach Galifianakis, mm-hmm. also in this movie, so is Will Arnett. Again, uh, of course they are. Bill Knight- Notley... Bill Notley is also in this movie. So many great actors. Zach Galifianakis' character, Ben, he works for the FBI. He's created this program where he trains animals to do spy shit. Mm. And uh, they're going to shut down his program unless he does something. And so he sends them out on a mission that has not been approved to go infiltrate uh, Saber, which is like this evil corporation, right? Okay. They infiltrate it. They discover something's going to happen. They bring back the information. They get audited by the FBI. Will Arnett is like the head. The information isn't solid. And so their program gets terminated. Okay. And through a process of like trying to shut them down, the adventure begins. It essentially culminates to a point where they get separated. They get back together. And they pick up extra characters along the way and they discover like a little bit more about the evil corporation's plot. They get when, once they reunite, they uh, go for it again. And during the, the second operation, I actually find out like Saber isn't, didn't actually mean for all this crazy shit to go down. Like essentially they make electronics and now the electronics are in a transformer fashion Coming together and killing people. Oh my god! Uh, since it's a Disney film, no one actually dies, but it's the threat of like these machines, right? And it's all because none other than Nicolas Cage's character, Spectacles, turns out the mole was the mole a mole the whole movie. He was. <laughs> he's an actual mole. Beautiful. He he created all the technology and and, and all the stuff that behind this like robot 
res something whatever this this robot army shit that he's making all because humans exterminated his family and he's seeking revenge fair enough fair and enough. uh fair enough tough out and, there for um, a guinea pig very very tough yeah so he's convinced to stop it um because he has a new family now disney bullshit disney bullshit explanation to turn a turn a character once more um and then that's it like he they stop it movie ends now this movie is full of just the worst jokes imaginable really like what it's it's pretty bad it's just like really bad humor like guinea pig puns and like way too many of them and none of them are quite clever enough to really get there also they're full of one-liners from other movies but like kid-friendly like one of them basically does yippee kaye motherfucker <laughs> yeah and uh, someone Thomas, that's like, not oh, that's not kid-friendly it's, like, it's all kid-friendly kid at one point goes like you're right motherfuckers <laughs> it's like that's nah, not okay yeah yeah i mean they they do like a twist on it like yippee kaye french bread what i don't know who cares and they do like the why they have to be snakes like it, it's like taking all this popular pop culture references yeah and they just mash them in there as filler and then uh, tracy morgan's character is probably like the worst version of this because he just says things like what's crack a lacking and pimp my ride and it's like <laughs> whoa gross that's so disgusting like why they why'd they make him say all that shit like it, it's terrible again like the performances are great actually nicholas care nicholas cage he he's putting on a voice for this mole character that's like nasally higher in the registered nerdy sort of deal yeah and um you know, I honestly, like, if I didn't know, I might not be able to tell it was him. So he's doing, like, a really, really good job on this guy. But, yeah, it's just as shallow as, like, any... It's it's a Disney movie mm. that feels like it was for t- a TV movie and not for a theatrical release. Okay, and did um, this get to the cinemas in that? It did, okay. unfortunately. <laughs> uh, it, it hit the big screen, no. and yeah, it just it just has that level of quality in its writing. All of its like filler. It's it's like a TV mo- movie got like a bigger budget. Okay. You know? Now, is Nicholas does Nicholas Cage have like a substantial role, or is he only he he does he's uh, his character is in a lot more than five seconds a lot more uh, he's in multiple scenes multiple lines yeah. of dialogue his character has a name hmm. um Ooh, la- with that said can we please not let this one win <laughs> okay 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 right let's i here here's okay for all right jokes aside yeah. by any stretch of the imagination fast times at richmond high uh, should just lose like outright and it should and g4 should win that's exactly what should happen here in this scenario but uh because five seconds of nicholas cage is not a nicholas cage movie it just isn't it, to any no they, any it's not. Uh, yeah any assessment it, it's not yeah g force has a lot more nicholas cage his 
performance is good, even though the movie's bad. And we have we've had ton of movies like that yeah, that have we, won. We've done that before. I just don't like this movie. Okay, okay. Well, let's see what we can do with Fast Times. Okay. The reasons why Fast uh, we know why it shouldn't go through. We know why it should full on be disqualified. Yep. However, mm-hmm. the reasons it could go through. Firstly. As Nicolas Cage historians, which is what we are, Thomas, we are Nicolas Cage historians, I've decided. That's a fact. This is the first feature film that he was in and got a credit for, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's quite it's quite important in the canon. It is. It's an important, it's a canon moment, yeah. It's exciting to see him credited as Nicolas Coppola as well. Like mm-hmm. that's very exciting. Mm-hmm. I believe this is the only one, but there's a there's a niggling feeling in the back of my head saying that something else we've seen something. Was he called Coppler for Rumblefish? I wonder. Um, I I was wondering that too, I, and I'm not quite sure. I, I also like um, the one the one with the moon movie, chasing the moon. Oh uh, yeah 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 yeah. Running the moon, something like that. I think maybe he was Coppola in that, but again, I'm yeah. I don't remember, so, and I won't look it up. No, I refuse to look it up. We know we've got the answer at our fingertips, but nothing is better than wild conjecture in the, at this point. Mm, absolutely agree. But still, a Nicholas Coppola film seems to be quite important and quite exciting and interesting. I think the idea, because he's such a hugely world famous, is an international force to be reckoned with. Everyone who enjoys films, or certainly everyone in a uh, Western country, knows who he is. Whatever your thoughts on him doesn't matter. Uh, If you're listening to episode two of season two of Cage Fight, I imagine you quite like him if you're still with us. But... It doesn't matter what people's opinion is, everyone knows him, and everyone knows what to expect. They won't always be right, but everyone thinks of the crazy cage. So, seeing the birth of that, and also seeing a film where he's just a bit part, no one knows who he is, that's exciting, and that's interesting. Mm. The film itself is not really worth watching, but that could just be me. Maybe it's just not for me. I don't really like crude teen. I love a coming-of-age high school uh, drama, but Mm. I've not really got any interest in sex comedies, high school sex comedies. They're not. They're they're not for me. Mm -hmm. I'm not against them. They're just not. They're just not my cup of tea. But having said that, any movie with Phoebe Cates in should get some extra points because Phoebe Cates is just really, really fun, and I might in my personal life not in my business, Nicolas Cage life, go off and try and watch every Phoebe Cates film. <laughs> but those are some um, okay. ideas. What do, what do you think? I think we're we're entering a grey area in, in terms of this hmm. podcast. I know we, we like to, to just establish a rule and absolutely break it. Yeah. Because it's funny and fun, but it is. a little bit of... Just a tiny bit of structure can be nice. I, I don't fuck it. What I'm getting at here is um, if Fast Times at Richmond High, if that was, I don't know, if you were more excited about the film, hmm. if it seemed more interesting to me, I might actually say, like, let's dunk G-Force because it's, ugh, it's, it's not, G-Force isn't a, a bad film. It's a kid's film, hmm. you know? It's not going to necessarily appeal to me. But even in that sense, I've watched. I mean, the Krugs was was better than this. But the Krugs was really good. But then, yeah. Also, what we're trying to do is we're trying to find the best Cage film, and what we've got Mm -hmm. here is Mm -hmm. one film which you really didn't like, 
and one film that's arguably not a cage film. Yeah. But and I I think we I I think I again, I don't enjoy it that much, but it is way more cage. He's doing something here that he hasn't really done in other stuff like playing this cartoony villain. It's almost worth it to I I would say the the level of how much you should watch this film, I think dictates like how it should progress yeah and it's like if you could like find a youtube video that is just the parts he's in mm. like you should watch that video because <laughs> well it's it's cool but by the same token if you find a youtube video where you can watch the parts that nicholas cage is in in fast times that would be quite a funny experience because it would be five <laughs> seconds of like one of the two scenes he's in that's like old school youtube videos that would be, five seconds yeah, long that's what we need i don't know like the thing is here's if we're talking about maybe shifting or adjusting rules now hear me out this mm. is unprecedented in this show and it could be a flat no because it undermines everything that we've done beforehand but how would you feel about because we've got a shit movie and a movie which probably should never have been on our list that's what we've got here okay yeah that's what we have yep mm-hmm. how would you feel about one time, like this is our one get out of jail free card. If we could both agree on one film which has previously not gone through because of the dumb luck of who it was against, we could ditch mm. both of these films <gasps> and maybe bring Mandy out. Because you know, Mandy was oh, against Pig. Yes. And they were both Oh fen- my god, this is like a wild card. Yeah, they uh, were both phenomenal yeah. movies and the only reason the only reason Mandy didn't go through is because yeah. it was against Pig. Pig. Now yep. I know in pre- And that that movie deserves so much more it does. attention and focus. And Fast Times, it's not a film for me. Maybe you'll like it. I don't know. I mean, how do you feel about high school? sex comedies like i know that sounds like uh, a leading qu- <laughs> that sounds like and i mean I, that might i feel like well, I, well they're generational yeah. and cyclical but like you know i i was also in high school and watched a bunch of american pie like everybody else yeah. did really like so maybe it's it's okay it's of the moment it's of the time so you might and en- you might enjoy it and it's always it is quite enjoyable watching uh comedies watching a, a crude comedy one per decade is quite fun because to see how tastes have changed not just in what is and isn't funny but what is and isn't acceptable like mm-hmm. um uh, some of the words in here which are just as played for uh some of them are played for fun and some of them are played for like no this is just how people speak and mm. it now it wouldn't be acceptable then it's so so it is quite fun and i imagine if you watch american pie now i imagine there's so much in it like which is like ooh, oh yeah there's gonna be loads yeah, absolutely and comedies that we enjoy now i'm sure in 10 years time some of the stuff that we've said will be like oh that's not all right anymore yeah. I'm, sh- I'm sure sure of it. and this is how the world works the whole world progresses and we're trying to get to the perfect state of language and we're not there yet but fast times whatever you think about it it's not a Nicolas Cage film. It's on the list. It, no. it counts in terms of if you're talking about him, but for our purposes, it's not a Nicolas Cage film. So if we stick with the two films, G-Force will have to win. However, 
If you despise GeForce and the only way it's winning is the worst of technicalities because it was against yeah. something which got disqualified, maybe just this once, and I don't want this to open floodgates to us turning to this and doing this ever again, but could we have a wild card situation? Could we ditch both of these? I think we should. I think that we should in this episode because it's a new season and we're, we're, we're it's new shits happening, right? Yeah. Where. We will create a cage card. Okay. Yeah, a cage card. A wild, ca- wild cage card. A wild cage card, which in fact will, because it's a one-time thing and it's a new thing, it's going to have its own jingle, which sounds just like this. Wild. wild. A wild cage card. We'll both create it this episode and use it. Exactly. It's gone. You are so right. Like, there's just so many things that deserved a little bit more attention, that deserved... The pairings were a little weird. Yeah. I I think when it... Again, we're not doing it every time. No, no, no. We will just do it this one. This is it. I think both of these lose. Absolutely. Fast. I completely agree. Times and G Force for the first time and for the last time, you're both out of there. <laughs> and exciting. It's exciting stuff. We have a podcast where both the films lose. And, and kind of deservingly they so. Deserve like I, to I lose. have to say. Yeah. And we shall bring out we thought it and are are we in agreement that we're bringing Mandy back? Absolutely, hundred percent. We are. You thought it was gone. You thought you'd never hear us talk Without, about it again. Yeah. But it, or are you sure you didn't want dog eats dog? I just want to check. I well, let me think. <laughs> nah, that's okay. okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll stick with me. Fast times at Ridgemont High and G Force are both out of there and in their place. The winner of this episode. Episode 33 of Cage Fight is Mandy. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. This is exciting. This is- I'm so glad. Yeah, this is great. Mm. This I I really came into this like first I was like sort of aware that like he didn't have like a big role in in this in Fast Times. Yeah. And then like after having watched G Force, I was like, oh this uh, this it's not bad, it's just fucking unentertaining. Yeah. <laughs> it's, well, it's anti-entertainment. And that's a bad movie. And like um yeah. I knew he didn't have a big part in Fast Times, but when I watched it, it was like oh he, Blinking you missing. Yeah, and it doesn't even count as a cameo because he wasn't famous at the time. It's just mm-hmm. he's just a background character. He's just an extra, essentially. Mm-hmm. So I, yep. so yeah. Fucking brilliant. <sighs> Mandy. Yeah, that's great. I feel great about I feel, this. this. I feel like good. this is the right choice. Mandy, you're mm-hmm. back in the game, mate. You're back in the game. Wouldn't And by all means, uh you guys comment below, message me, tell me if you guys agree or disagree. If you don't agree, I don't fucking care. It's it's our podcast. Yeah, it's it's done, but I genuinely like usually I don't want anyone to ever speak to me. But I would be interested in hearing <laughs> what I I'm very interested to hear what people think. What I'm thinking is like I think people are going to be excited that Mandy's back. I hope in. so. I think that's such a we took away two ugh yeah. films, or in one that just like didn't really have them, and we gave you back yeah. Mandy. Like think about exactly. what you're getting. You are getting the one which it never felt right to either of us, did it? That Mandy had to go. I I mm-hmm. mean, Pig is better yep. than Mandy. I. 
I stand by that. But Mandy did, yeah. is... But Mandy is so much better than yeah. so Mandy is one of Nicolas Cage's best films, and I definitely think Mandy mm-hmm. is in my top ten favourite films, just generally. I'm, ex- this I'm is, shaking this with this excitement. Is really, really I'm so exciting. glad we're doing this. Um, well, congratulations, yeah. Mandy. <laughs> Resurrected. Resurrected. Bloody and beaten. We brought you back we from the dead. We brought you back from the dead. You will get to throw that cool axe again. We threw down Fast Times at Richmond High and G-Force onto the slab and slit their throats in honor of raising you from the Lazarus Come pit on. to get you back into, into the podcast. Yes, Mandy, you mental, mental movie. We, you <laughs> will rise again. This is so exciting. I've never been more excited in terms of the podcast. I think this is great. We did a great thing. We did a wonderful thing here. (laughs) Well, I think, like, congratulations, Mandy. But there you go. That's been Cage Fight. So, Thomas. Tell the people what you got going on. Oh, that sounds like I feel like Sean from Hot Wings. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I every Sunday, three p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm in a uh, game with a D and D game at twitch.tv slash off duty otter. That's O F F T O T T E R D U T Y off duty otter. An otter who is no longer on duty. Nice. That's off duty. <laughs> you did spell that. And, um, you spelt that as if it was off otter duty. Is that correct? Off otter duty. Off duty. Oh yeah, I do that every time. Yeah. So I just wanted to check because hey, sometimes dyslexia is one hell of a drug. It's 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 a great thing <laughs> because technically I'm massively dyslexic. Technically I am a disabled, but it doesn't really interfere with much of your life, does it? Nah, nah, not at all. Apart from and times you know, and dates and like, there's a lot of anxiety which goes along with dyslexia. Part of it, part of you guys finding the other stuff we do is just me purposely obscuring it so you have to <laughs> dig deep. Well, then they enjoy it more. If they feel like they've earned it, they enjoy it more. Yeah, it's playing a little bit of hard to get, you know? Exactly. You give them the, give them the chase and they'll follow, you know? Your so. little coquettish D&D show. Whereas all my <laughs> stuff are just slacks. Just going like, love me, take me. Uh, better Bible, um, you know where to find that by where, now. Yeah, where can we oh, love and take you? Um, you can, basically... If you if you search Aikman, A K E R M A N, that is my surname. If you search that on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, you'll get loads of shows that I've been in or that I do. But the the other than this one, I think the two that you need to pay attention to at the moment, are Better Bible, that we're running through and we're almost almost uh, getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. And um, another here, which I do with my wife, I think the next episode coming out in about a week's time is uh, where we play Paranormal, which is a two-player RPG. Nice. Where one of us is a ghost and the other is a ghost hunter. And uh, that was that was a lot of fun. I've got other opinions about that RPG, but I'll tell you about them another time. But <laughs> but yeah, congratulations, Mandy. Congratulations. Grats. Big grats. Um, Huge ups. And everyone listening, we'll see you next time. And remember, if two films are shit, get a great film from the past. Hoyt Yeatman 4. What do you say we cut the chit-chat a-hole?